Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, May 19th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Bye-bye, disinformation board. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. I'm not going to say I told you so. I should, but I'm not. So this whole thing was literally a joke, not a sarcastic joke. This was a farce. So let's begin. On April 27th, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who could not run a Motel 6, in my opinion, presented the disinformation board to lawmakers at a hearing before the House Appropriations Subcommittee on Homeland Security. Summing up, here's what Mayorkas put forth. So what it does is it works to ensure that the way in which we address threats, the connectivity between threats and acts of violence are addressed without infringing on free speech, protecting civil rights and civil liberties. (sighs) From the very beginning, this was one of the most foolish exercises I've seen in my entire career. Then Mayorkas appoints 33-year-old Nina Jankowitz, there she is, as the leader of the disinformation board. Why did Nina get the call? Because she is the queen of disinformation herself. And we chronicle that here. I'm not going to go over it again. Uh, You can come back to me. We've seen enough of her. But she's a far-left zealot and has no credibility at all. And why she was appointed, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, we uh, might ask Ms. Jean-Pierre. Oh, wait, wait. Why was Ms. Jean-Pierre appointed press secretary? I, I just don't know. Not done on merit or anything like that experience. So anyway, this diff information board immediately upset conservatives. Oh, Every right-wing show and on talk radio, they were cray. Oh, they're coming for freedom of speech. It's just one example. Go. Right now, we need to recruit every free speech advocate in America to start filing lawsuit after lawsuit, declaring Team Biden's opinion police, the aptly dubbed Ministry of Truth, unconstitutional. (laughs) Why? This never was going to amount to anything. So one of the reasons I believe that you watch and listen to me is because I'm different than all the other commentators in the media, because I am here to give you accurate information about the country and the world and your own personal circumstance. That's my job not to advance conservatism or hammer liberalism or get involved with party politics. We do not do that. So to prove that on the day this insane disinformation board was announced, to prove that I knew it was ridiculous, here is what I said. That is the biggest bunch of gobbledygook I have ever heard, I think, in my entire career. What the deuce did the guy say? So let me translate for you. 
This is bogus. It has no authority whatsoever. It's not going to do anything. This is Mad Magazine. Does, do they still sell that? <laughs> Mallorca should be Alfred E. Newman. I mean, what? Me worry? This is so much garbage. There isn't enough sanitation trucks in the world. There aren't enough sanitation trucks in the world to pick it up. Now, the problem is that people hear this and they panic. I got emails all over. Oh, the violation of freedom of speech. They're going to get us. They're coming to get us. Some now they're going to get guys with guns to come and get us. I mean, really. It's nothing, nothing at all. Another diversion from Alejandro, who knows the border is totally open with migrants and narcotics flowing across in record numbers. So he's going to establish a disinformation board? Oh, come on. All right, there you go. Just call me Yoda. Get those ears going on or something like that. But look, the importance of this whole thing is that propaganda always has an immediate impact, but then it just flitters away because there is no power at the federal, state, or local level to establish any disinformation, anything. Now, we live in a country that allows freedom of expression. Okay, so that's that. Does uh, Joe Biden even know there was a disinformation board and now it's gone? I, I don't know. So he is uh, visiting, uh, Mr. Biden is, with the president of Finland. Because Finland's joining NATO. I hope they have a good time. And then after that, they're going to have a little uh, press conference with fin- the Finns and good. And then they go. They're leaving for Seoul, South Korea. Now, as I told you yesterday, Jill Biden is not on this trip. She is in South America, but her daughter was supposed to be traveling with her as COVID, so she didn't go. But Jill still went. Okay. So Biden's going to be gone for five days. Wow. That's a long trip. He's going on to South Korea and Japan, two of our staunch allies, and he's going to talk about deeper collaboration. Okay. There's a message to China. It's what it is, really. You know, you better not mess with us because we're, we're together like NATO. That's what this is. But the only important thing that may happen on this five-day trip is that Biden is meeting with Modi, the president, uh, prime minister of India. Now, Modi is helping Putin. So to me, uh, if I'm meeting with Modi, I'm not happy. No. And I'm telling Modi, I'm pulling him aside, not public. You better stop because we arm India. The United States sends India arms because China is trying to steal Indian territory in the north, in the Himalayas. That's what China does. All right. And we arm India. Well, if India is going to help Putin, maybe we're going to stop sending those arms for a while. Will Biden do that? I have no idea because no one will ask him. Nobody even knows what's going on. The press corps covering President Biden is the weakest in the history of this republic. These people literally don't know anything. They just kind of follow people around. 
So you're not going to get that kind of information. All right, I told you yesterday that uh, Biden uh, was politicking the Buffalo disaster. Uh, the racist 18-year-old kid um, took the lives of 10 African-Americans in Buffalo, and Biden went there to provide solace to their families, which was a good thing. But then he wouldn't get on a plane and go to Milwaukee, where 21 American citizens were shot on Friday the 13th, last Friday. Okay? Why? Why wouldn't Biden go to Buffalo and then go on to Milwaukee, so our flight, that's all, and then give solace to the families there of the 21 who were shot? The reason is the people who shot the 21 Milwaukeeans are black. It's a black-on-black crime. Now, they wouldn't tell us, the Milwaukee authorities and the Wisconsin authorities would not tell us who the perpetrators were. They arrested six. Three are charged with possession of a weapon. Three are charged with firing a weapon. But my staff got it. They got it. You'll hear this nowhere else because nobody else is even looking. They don't care whether Biden went to Milwaukee or not. They don't care about black-on-black crime. And I'll submit to you that out of the 21 shot, most were African-Americans. We don't know who the victims are yet. And local news in Milwaukee, forget it. Forget it. Not interested. Okay? But we do know who the perps are. First perp, Otis Green, 28-year-old, African-American with a record, all right? Possession of a weapon. Jeremiah Fralin, 20 years old, African-American, has a record, possession of a weapon. Marleyke Brown Jewel, possession of a weapon, 22, African-American. All right. Brown Jewel was charged with sexually assaulting a 13-year-old girl in a separate case. Marquis Jackson fired a weapon, age 24, African-American. All right. And Marquis has got all kinds of problems with the law. Christopher Murray fired a weapon, 23-year-old, African-American, all kinds of uh, interactions with the police. Lamont Siller fired a weapon, 21 years old, African-American, on and on and on and on. I'm sure they were all in the gangs. I'm sure that they were. Okay. So... This is a scandal, and people just don't understand how big a scandal. So the President of the United States rightly goes to Buffalo, where the white racist shoots the blacks, kills them. Then the black gang members in Milwaukee shoot 21, and miraculously nobody died, but they're still shot. Their whole lives are altered, and Biden won't go to Milwaukee. That's a scandal. But the bigger scandal is the press won't cover it. We are an independent news agency here, but we're a small news agency. This isn't ABC News. We don't have those resources. Yet we do a much better job covering the news here than they do because they don't care about that. It doesn't fit the narrative. Black on black crime doesn't fit the liberal narrative of white supremacy. And you got to know it. Every, I, I mean, I'm, I know I'm talking to the choir. I know you already know. I know that. That you already know. 
There's no doubt in my mind. But I'm so outraged as an American citizen, not just a journalist. I mean, I've, I've come to accept the fact that American journalism is gone. It's vanished. Very few people practicing it now. It's a shame. I'm lucky enough as I was in the golden age of it. Okay, I got to be a network correspondent. Uh, I traveled all over the world. I covered legitimate stories. I was able to do that. And I interviewed five presidents. I mean, so I, I was lucky. Now, it's, it's awful. I thought you would like to know that. Um, I don't think anything else is going to come of this. But Joe Biden is an absolute hypocrite. He used the deaths of those 10 African-Americans in Buffalo, once again, killed by a white racist. There's no doubt about that. Okay, he used that terrible occurrence for politics, for political reasons. That's terrible. Governor Hochul using the Buffalo uh, situation. I don't call it a tragedy. The Buffalo crime is Hochul. She's up for reelection. She's in trouble because New York State is in a state of disarray. So Hochul's in trouble. So Hochul hops on the white supremacist bandwagon, issues two executive orders. First one, the state police will establish a dedicated unit within the New York State Intelligence Center to track domestic extremism. That's white supremacy. She's not going to track Antifa, okay? And increase social media monitoring at the Intelligence Center. So they're going to spy on social media. I don't have a problem with spying on social media, by the way. If somebody's on social media saying, I'm going to kill black people, they ought to get a visit. Okay, the second executive order requires state police to seize weapons under the state's red flag law for people determined to be a threat to themselves or others. Well, that sounds good, but you can't seize anybody's weapon unless they're charged or they are committed to an asylum. Though you can't go in and say, I didn't like your post, so give me all your guns. That's unconstitutional. Even in New York. Hokel. All right. Economic catastrophe in the USA. You know this. Uh, from May 2nd to the 18th, decrease of almost 10% in the NASDAQ, uh, 5% in the Dow Jones. That means that those of us who hold retirement accounts, college accounts, just individual stocks are getting pounded. Now, what did you expect? I knew this was going to happen. That's why I had stops and I lost a lot of my investments because they were sold at a certain rate because I knew that finally the stock market was going to go, you know, we have an incompetent in the White House. You know, there's inflation running at more than 10%. That's going to hurt consumer spending and there could be a recession on top of it. If consumers in America stop spending and they are, Look at the Walmart report, then recession could happen. So the stock market now is going down. This is all on Biden. It's 100% on him. Congress didn't do anything to make this happen. All right. Putin didn't do anything. Well, it's a Putin price rise. All right. So Biden just got out of town. I mean, I got to get out of here. This whole thing is going south. And now uh, the Department of Homeland Security is warning of violence, possible violence, tied to Roe v. Wade, the decision coming in June. Now, this was a leak to Axios, a left-wing Internet site, and it basically says that uh, the government is bracing 
for a potential surge of political violence once the Supreme Court hands down a ruling. Now, you would think that it's the far left nuts that are going to go crazy if Roe v. Wade is kicked back to the states, right? No, not under the Biden administration. They're going, here's the quote from the leaked memo, historically violent acts related to this issue, Roe v. Wade, were primarily committed by abortion-related violent extremists that opposed abortion rights. So it's not the far left, no. It's the people who oppose abortion rights. This is such a catastrophic administration. Never before in the history of our republic have we seen such an extremist administration. Never before. I mean, Carter, he was pretty liberal. Obama, yeah, pretty liberal. Biden, off the charts. Everything he does is promoting the progressive left. Everything. All right, here's another embarrassment for Joe. Inspector General of the Defense Department. Okay? His name is Sean O'Donnell. He says that now, because of the way the USA withdrew from Afghanistan, everybody remembers that, okay, that they don't have any intel capability in that country. Quote, the DOD's over-the-horizon counterterrorism strategy has faced several challenges, including a lack of physical presence in Afghanistan or neighboring countries, reliance on overflight permission from Pakistan, and the loss of human intelligent assets on the ground. They don't know what's happening inside Afghanistan. But I do, which is, and it's all in killing the killers, the secret war against terrorists. You want to know what's happening in Afghanistan, DOD? President Biden, I will tell you right now. Al-Qaeda has reconstituted in the northeast portion of that country. That's Tora Bora, the mountains. They are recruiting. They are training. And the training is blowing up people. They are there, back. They were out of there when the U.S. occupied Afghanistan, okay? ISIS-K, 2,000 of them, they don't like the Taliban for some insane, you know, Islamic reason. I don't even get involved with that. But every time you hear a bomb go off in Kabul, that's ISIS-K, all right? But they're there because there's no central authority in Kabul anymore. There's no one runs Afghanistan. They're starving over there. It's like North Korea now, giving it food to the people there. Do I feel sorry for the Afghan people? The kids, not the adults, they wouldn't fight. But anyway, Al-Qaeda, ISIS in Afghanistan, the United States is no blanket clue. The only reason I know is because I talked to national security advisors who saw this happening. They are not presently working for Biden. So again, Killing the Killers, this book, I hope you will, I hope. And um, this is very similar to what happened in Iraq when President Obama, you'll remember 2011, pulled every U.S. troop out of Iraq. Didn't have to, but here's what he said, go. The last American soldier will cross the border out of Iraq with their heads held high, proud of their success, and knowing that the American people stand united 
in our support for our troops. What happened after that? Al-Baghdadi and ISIS took over half the country, killed tens of thousands of innocent human beings, including Kayla Muller, who's a centerpiece of Killing the Killers, and three other Americans who were captured by ISIS. Where do you, where do you read it? You're not going to believe what happened to these Americans because Obama pulled every troop out of Iraq. That's what happened. Now, ISIS is back in Iraq now. Does Joe Biden know that? I don't know whether he knows. They're not back in force because Trump decimated them. And that's a big part of killing the killers. How we got al-Baghdadi and how we killed thousands of ISIS. And that's never been reported. It's all classified. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay, so let's just recap this terror deal. DOD Inspector General admits the United States has no blanking clue on what the terrorists are doing in Afghanistan. Thank you, Joe Biden. Okay? The DOD knows but hasn't admitted yet that ISIS is back in Iraq in the western portion. Again, not at the level they were because Trump destroyed them. And I'll just give you one more because I want you to seriously consider killing the killers. It'll be number one this Sunday and the following Sunday. It's a phenomenon. Trump spent $1.4 trillion upgrading the military. Do you know where that money went? Nobody knows, because it's classified. What most of the money went to was high-tech weapons. They're in space, all right? Those weapons are responsible for assassinating these terror leaders every day. And I go right through it. Okay, American troops are being sent to Somalia, according to an anonymous report by Reuters. Reuters is a corrupt news agency, uh, but I do believe this report is true. That 500 U.S. soldiers on the ground are going to Somalia. Why? I don't know, and I can't find out right now. I will. And number two, why would you even announce that? There are special forces on the ground in Africa fighting Boko Haram and ISIS right now, but nobody knows where they are or what they're doing. We do have a chapter in Killing the Killers about a firefight where Americans were killed in Africa that nobody knows about. 
But now they're putting 500 troops in Somalia, which is an extremely dangerous place. No security whatsoever. Why? What is the mission? Again, I don't even know Biden knows they're going. That's how disattached he is to what his administration is doing. Mexico. So the Mexican government announces, well, we can't find 100,000 people. This is, I'm sorry to laugh. It's not funny. The Mexican government says, we don't know where 100,000 people are. They're missing. The real number is 200,000. How do I know? I went to school with a high-ranking Mexican official at Harvard. That's how I know. I'm not telling you his name. All right. So about 200,000 people have vanished in Mexico, and the government does not know where they are. I know where they are. They're dead. Who killed them? The drug cartels. So in Mexico, the official count every year is about 35,000 homicides, which is way more than the United States, even we have even though we have double their population. Okay. But the real number of homicides is hundreds of thousands a year in Mexico because these cartels, they just kill everybody. They kill police. They kill mayors. They kill journalists. If they don't like you, not only kill you, they kill your whole family. That's terror. That's why the cartels control the entire country of Mexico. I'm never going to Mexico again in my lifetime. And I've been to that country extensively. It's a beautiful country with nice folks. The last time I went, I went to a town called La Paz, north of Cabo. And we went to dive with the whales, which we did. And it was a great time. Problem with La Paz is the cartel owns pretty much the whole town. You could see it. And when I went there, I went, no. So no Mexico for me. Migrant encounters, new high in April. Anybody surprised? Mm, 235 people. These are encounters. Another 235,000 got in and nobody knows it. Hey, Joe, thanks for the open border. Doing a great job up there. Say hello to everybody in Seoul, South Korea for me, okay? I don't think there's a lot of people coming across the North Korean border into the South. I don't think there's any. You know why? Because American troops are there. and nobody coming across to cause mayhem. Maybe, see, you go and visit, and then you do that on the southern border, maybe. And all this has led, of course, to record amount of hard drugs coming to the USA. Fentanyl, heroin, methamphetamine, on and on. The hits just keep on coming. San Francisco, and I'm zeroing in on this because they don't enforce the law there, has the highest death rate from overdoses in its history. All right, they may hit 1,000. This year in San Francisco, which is not a big town, you know, it gets a lot of ink, but the population there is less than a million. And it's just crazy. And the D.A. in San Francisco, Chessa Bodine, put Chessa's picture. There's the, oh, look at that. Nifty beard for Chessa, huh? Yeah. So he's being recalled. And uh, San Francisco Gate, which is a uh, media thing there, did a poll. 697 likely voters. Will you boot Chessa out? 48% say yes. 38% say no. 14% undecided. But the number of no's and undecided shows you why San Francisco is untenable. And I'm going there next week. I'll be there. But it's untenable. 
You can't live there. There's no law enforcement. It's people. Pelosi lives in his mansion in San Francisco. The giant gate all around it and security guards with guns. And Pelosi can afford it. The folks can't. All right, Chessa, see you later. We'll be looking forward to you on MSNBC. I'm sure that's where you'll go. COVID. All right. So COVID is back. <laughs> this is an amazing thing. It's back again. What is this? The eighth time COVID. So the CDC says it is recommending that people in one third of the country. All right. One third of the population. That's better. One third of the population should now wear masks everywhere they go in public. All right. Nobody will do that, but that's what the recommendation is. All right. Because 32 percent of the country currently lives in areas with medium or high covid levels. What are those areas? Hawaii, Michigan, New Jersey, Delaware, New York City, just to name five. So I'm at the Met game last night at City Field in Queens. All right, maybe 30,000 at the game with the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, the game, obviously, it's not a dome stadium, so you're outside, but the seats are fairly close together. Was I uneasy? Not really, because I'm four times vaccinated now. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how much more vax I can get into my system. So I said, okay, you know, I got four. Now, the percentage of people wearing masks in the stadium, I put about 5%. There are a few, but not many. And remember, when you watch the game, you're outside, but then you've got to go to the concourses and there's people all over the place and whatever. But I believe, based on conversations, it's anecdotal now. I can't back it up with any surveys or facts. That most Americans say, okay, I've had enough. Forget it. Okay. And a lot of my friends, as I mentioned this week, have gotten COVID recently, even though they're vaxxed. And it's two or three days of discomfort and the flu. But then it goes away. And I think most Americans say, yeah, I'm not going to hide in a house and wear a mask everywhere I go. Um, if I get it, I'm going to tough it out. I think that's the prevailing wisdom. I'd like to know from you. Uh, I know people who won't go out of the house still. I haven't been out of the house in two years. So you can write me a bill at BillOReilly.com, bill at BillOReilly.com. This day in history. Now, here, here is a very interesting historical uh, deal that's a big deal in England, not a big deal here, but it's fascinating. So, you know, Henry VA, put a picture of uh, Chubby Henry up there. A, a villain, an evil guy, uh, you name it, he did it. So he gets married to Catherine of Aragon, and she can't give him a son, so he divorces her. Catherine, boom. But divorce is against the Catholic religion, and Henry was a Catholic ruler at that time. So then he marries Anne Boleyn. You've heard of her, movies about her. All right. And 486 years ago, May 19th, 1536, Henry executes Anne, kills her. All right. I think she was beheaded. Was she beheaded? Uh, Yes, she was beheaded. That's not nice. Why? What did she do? 
Well, according to Henry, she was one bad lady. She was uh, concubining and uh, all kinds of stuff. Of course, she didn't do any of it. <laughs> English historians have established the fact that Anne Boleyn, and would you, if you were married to Henry VIII, would you, <laughs> would you run around on this? I, I don't think so. So anyway, boom, Anne's done. All right, her execution again, 486 years ago today. And Henry went on to marry four more women who had to be certifiable to marry this guy. And then, of course, the Catholic Church was banned and the Anglican Church took over. And that, to this day, is the legacy of Henry VIII. Isn't that interesting? I, I thought so anyway. All right, I got a good mail segment and a final thought because I am going to California. I'm going to tell you why I'm going there uh, and about the trip. Uh, and we will be back in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's go to Mark on the message board. Again, we'd love you to become... Premium members of BillOReilly.com, if you're not already, just go to the website. We keep the price very low if you uh, sign up. Get a free copy of any of my books, including the outrageous bestseller, Killing the Killers. So Mark says, so how's that unifying going, Mr. President? Of course, Joe Biden campaigned that he was going to unify the country. Renard says... Bill, night after night, we see the deepening polarization of our country by the so-called leaders. It now pits brother against brother. In many instances, longtime friends have drifted apart. It's difficult to remain positive about the country my grandkids are inheriting. How can we remain positive? Excellent, excellent question. So never has there been a more intense time than the Civil War, obviously. So you've got half the country trying to secede and the other half trying to force them not to. I mean, that is the litmus test. So Lincoln, the best president ever served, was able to hold it together just barely 
If the Confederates had won the Battle of Gettysburg, they would have been able to go. Lincoln would not have been able to stop it. Okay. So after the Civil War, it took about 30 years for this country to come back together as a country because there was so much bitterness on both sides, because so many people had been killed or maimed. And then you had the black slaves being freed, and the people, some people in the South didn't want that, and, and it was... It was a tremendous migration to the north, and some northerners didn't want to black, and it was a mess. But because this country has a fundamental brilliance, a bill of rights, it came back. And it's all about leadership. Joe Biden will go down in history, and I have no doubt about this, as the second worst president ever to serve. James Buchanan, the guy who actually led to the Civil War, is the worst. And Biden's not going to top him. Herbert Hoover, pretty bad. But Biden will top Herbert Hoover because Biden inherited a very strong country under Trump. I don't care whether you hate Trump. Almost every deal he made helped the American people. And that's the truth. If you don't believe it, you don't believe it, but I can back it up 50 different ways particularly in the economy. Anyway, Biden inherited a very strong situation here and totally dismantled the economy in 16 months. And it isn't coming back anytime soon. And he will pay a price, Biden, in November. I mean, it's going to be a record sweep out. Um, but we need a powerful new leadership. Now, Trump may get reelected. It's possible. But if he does, it'll still be a divided country. There's not, Trump doesn't have a magic wand, and I don't think he even cares about uniting everybody. So he might come back and then reinstitute policies at work, maybe. But I'm looking beyond Trump. We need a, a president, a leadership, that can get Americans back to commonality, common goals. Right now we have the socialists, the communists, the capitalists, You've got to get somebody to persuade the American people, e pluribus unum, the Latin, okay? Out of many, one, unum, one. And I think it will happen. Jim War, Novi, Michigan, is the difference between replacement theory and ballot harvesting simply that replacement theory argues open borders seek to marginalize whites. Look, replacement theory is a neo-Nazi um, tenet the harvesting of ballots is real. And we've proven it here. So the, the big differences. Ralph Nance, Victoria, Texas. Bill, thanks for not be, Bill, thanks for being not omniscient, but omni-reasonable. <laughs> do you believe a nationwide food shortage is imminent? I do not. I do not believe that, Ralph. Phil Evans, Brewston Mills, West Virginia. I was wondering your opinion of the theory that Joe Biden is not incompetent, but doing exactly what he's doing by following the Chicago Alinsky playbook. Weaken and overload the economy and blame capitalism. Phil, if Joe Biden were sitting next to me right now and I said, what do you think of Saul Alinsky? Heavy money, I put heavy on. No idea. That's, that's my opinion. He knows what, I think he knows what he's doing.
Kevin Hample, uh, Wimona, Florida. I've never been to Wimona, and I've been all over Florida. Hey, Bill, do you think that John Durham is part of the swamp in Washington? Also, you said on your WABC AM radio, is that morning or night? Come on, come on. Kevin, it's at night, 9 p.m. All right, come on now. Um, Durham Swamp, doesn't look like it to me. I think he looks like a pretty straight shooter. Vicki Dodge, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Is the Biden administration prioritizing sending baby formula to the border for illegal immigrants? No. That allocation was made long before the baby formula shortage. I mean, and you can make sense. I mean, people coming across the border with infants, the United States provides baby formula. I would. It's just humanitarian. Patrick Larkin, uh, Bettendorf, Iowa. Bill, do you find it interesting that the leaks and anonymous sources have tapered off in the Biden administration? Absolutely. Absolutely. We had a leak every day for Trump. But now the progressive left controls the Biden administration. The progressive left didn't leak at anything. Very few anti-Biden people working in D.C. right now. Okay, BillOReilly.com store. We've got a great Father's Day promotion. We want you to think about this very seriously. You can get Killing the Mob and Killing the Killers for a special low price. Give it to Dad or Granddad. Father's Day coming up. What better gift than this? What better gift for Father's Day? And you keep Dad quiet because he'll be reading both books. <laughs> so I hope you check that out. And the... Uh, Mug, if you really like that, and you want to give him both books and then the Stand Up For Your Country mug, and he will like you for that. Word of the day, do not be a varlet, V-A-R-L-E-T, when writing to BillOReilly.com. We'll be back with the final thought in a moment. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here's a final thought of the day. I'll be out next week. I got to go to California. I haven't been out there in about two and a half years. California is our biggest audience. Uh, New York City is close because uh, WABC Radio, uh, but California and always been when I was doing a factor, it was the biggest audience. And now on BillOReilly.com because the nation's most populous state, 50 million people. And I feel sorry for the good people in California because the Sacramento, the capital is insane. It's like Albany, New York. I feel sorry for New Yorkers, the loons. And maybe, you know, voters will start to wise up. Anyway, so I'm going to the San Francisco area first, not staying in San Francisco. No, but I got to go down here on Monday night to see the Met San Francisco Giant game. 
because I'm a Met guy and Showalter, the good guy, and we're rooting for him. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I have to tell you, the San Francisco Giants are very nice to us. They know, you know, because I got a, a security and all that. Um, very, very nice. Then I'm going down to Monterey, one of the best towns in the United States of America. Monterey, California, beautiful. Carmel Valley, all of that. Then I'm going down to Santa Barbara, another beautiful town. Okay, I'm going to see some friends down there, do some business down there. Then L.A., we roll in. Everybody will be frightened and uh, get millions of things to do in L.A. So uh, that's where I will be. If you see me, wave. All right. And I'm looking forward to it because, you know, I... When before COVID, I was out in California, you know, once every six months or so. I've been out there in a while, get lots of friends, as I said, out there and lots of folks who follow us. And then we will be back the day after Memorial Day and we will be kicking. Okay, so watch Monica Crowley be into me next week, please. And we'll see you about 10 days.